0: We're going live now. Uh, yeah, welcome to the pre-show, everybody. Norman Taylor Show. And this is the part of the show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. It's a hell of a week. It's so busy this week. Uh, and it was kind of terrible news this week. We I mean, have some good stuff, but...
1: Yeah, um, another one of the uh, passing of a legends. you know.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that, celebrate that, dude's life and career. Uh Round Robin at DC's down to two books. I don't like either of them. Uh I, I mean,
1: they're they're not
0: bad. They're just both like kind of yeah. mediocre sounding, you know. Uh we'll talk about the Hall of Fame inductees, Frank Miller has a new publishing uh, house and then Moon Knight. Food news is a double dose of one's okay, the other one's just really gross. We do have an Instruments of Destruction, or Moment of Destruction, if Adam shows up. Otherwise, I ain't talking about those shitty TF books. And then top three on a pretty full week of books. Some great stuff this week. Uh, anything else you want to add, T?
1: Um, don't need to do a whole thing about it, but I did go see a, uh, Everything Everywhere all at once. And...
0: Oh, dope. You can definitely talk about that in the segment one. I I really want to see that movie. It looks fucking dope. I it is like really the, good. I heard it's like a celebration of what's her name's like entire career in a weird way, but
1: I could uh, see that.
0: Uh, yeah. Michelle. Yeoh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's the show. Let's get into it. It's going to be a fun one. Mm hmm. to talk about this. Somebody wake up Hicks. It's not that boring. Another episode of This Geek and Comics, Outrage Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Gomer and Taylor. Street. Hey, hey. Uh I told you like what two weeks ago, Facebook page hit a hundred thousand, you know, whatever followers. I don't know. I don't even know what the fucking word is. It's up to like one twenty now. Well, look at that, you know. More and more getting the meat of this
1: This terrible idea of this yours. Terrible really idea. Flight. Yeah.
0: Has really taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Segment one, what I do this week, uh, Ozark finale, finally, after the split into two parts. Great show. Just a story about just a regular, you know, dude, an accountant, family man who gets mixed up laundering money for the drug cartel. This is one of
1: those shows I I know is good, but I have not partaken in at all.
0: It's a great uh, binge now. You know what I mean? I think it's four seasons. It's not going to go by fast, mm. you know, but it, now that they're all there, it, it's, it would be really, really fun, fun to binge. Yeah. Great show.
1: I'll put it on the list. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that li- my list is fucking mile long. I've never
1: heard anything but good things about it, though.
0: <clears throat> but you saw a movie, a great movie.
1: I did. Um, I went to go see everything, everywhere, all at once. I also went to go see Ambulance, which was a, which was one of the better Michael Bay movies, honestly. Oh, wow. Called. Really? I would say so. It was a fun movie. Well. But it it doesn't hold a candle, though, to um, everything, everywhere, all at once. This is one of those A24 movies, so, you know, it's going to have, like, kind of, like, a weird bench to it, but... Yep.
0: I don't this, know if they've
1: done a bad movie. N- not that I know of, but, yeah, this one is... The basic premise is that like some nobody loser woman who's going through a real rough patch in her life suddenly finds out she's the fucking chosen one to save the multiverse. Is the basic gist of it.
0: So it's like the opposite of Jet Li's The One.
1: In a lot of ways, yeah. That's cool. Um, but I love that movie. The way they tell the way they tell the story, the way they incorporate action scenes, the way that they present everything, the acting in this movie, all of it is just top notch. And I could see awesome. what you mean about this being a celebration of Michelle Yeoh's career because yeah. one of the, okay, so the basic premise of how she is able to fight evil or whatever is that she can tap into the skill sets of alternate reality versions of herself and one of her alternate reality versions of herself is more or less Michelle Yu. It's a kung fu action movie star. Yo, yo. I heard so, her
0: do an interview on like Fresh Air or some shit and it was fantastic. I mean, she's She's awesome, dude. So, yeah. Yeah, for this movie to have that sort of angle to it, it's just really cool idea. Really cool idea.
1: It's also one of the more uplifting movies I've seen in a really long while. Nice. Like, nice. not to get into spoilers or anything, yeah, but... Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, the... There's, like, a... One of the messages of this movie is, like, nihilism versus, you know, having reasons to care about life. And oh, okay. the whole pitch they give for you know, embracing kindness and being, you know, a good person, oh. it's really moving. It's that's like, sometimes that would come off as feeling like really hackneyed or like contrived sure. here. It absolutely
0: works, man. I'm and so also uh,
1: the fucking kid from the Goonies, who I don't think has been in a movie since the Goonies. He's one of the main
0: actors in this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. He's actually talking about, he's not allowed to say, cause it's a Disney joint, but he's talking about coming back for Indiana Jones and shit like that, which would be so rad, man be so cool
1: he is fucking amazing in this movie oh, awesome. so i would really look forward to that he has awesome. one of the coolest fight scenes i've seen in a while and um he he is one of the he is just generally the best character in the movie i would That's say awesome
0: yeah man i gotta see this damn movie it's not you really should it's yet. great it's not streaming yet but as soon as it is all right let's do news Saturday, 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 Saturday. A legendary creator and, uh, more importantly, comic book activist. We'll talk about that. Neil Adams has passed away at age 80. Uh, Leroy of the comic book bullies, I think, put it best. He was your favorite comic book artist's favorite comic book artist.
1: That's well said, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is one of those artists who defined the art style for one of the most beloved characters in the whole medium, you know, oh, like he is yeah. I don't, perhaps even still the definitive Batman artist.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chip Zdarsky said realism without using dynamism. Uh, it's an incredibly hard thing to do as a comic book artist. Neil Adams was one of the first to do it and the best. Uh, he's the new Batman writer, by the way, so he should know what he's talking about. Uh, I mean, just a quick, he was denied a freelance position at DC when he tried to break in. He kind of broke in at Archie. He wrote Ben Casey, medical drama, comic strip, just to show you how old this dude was. Uh He moved on to cover work at DC. He helped Roy Thomas revitalize the X-Men franchise on the verge of cancellation. It was still canceled, Uh, but this was in 69, way before Chris Claremont, you know, worked on doing the same thing. That's so Years weird to later.
1: think about now. Like X-Men is. is like maybe the biggest team book in comics, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, But that book was canceled, but Adam's work on it was appreciated much, much later. Uh, His work on Kree scroll war, which is one of the landmark, you know, Avengers runs. It's, it's a defining defining book. Uh, He helped move Batman away from the campiness that was left over from the Adam West era way before Frank Miller, you know, did the same thing. Green Lantern, green arrow. I mean, really? I mean, I, that, that's really all we would need to say.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you've listed a few things already that just they would be resume-making runs all on their own, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's maybe one of the most famous covers of all time, right there, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, comics weren't allowed to be relevant before this book. You know what I mean? In a way, it, it, or if they were, it wasn't really taken seriously. Yeah, you know I mean, it was more like after-school special bullshit. Um. But uh, other things he did. I mean, here, here's the guy right here. Uh, Frank Avia did, did a, a, just this beautiful homage. It's just, it's just tribute. It's so beautiful. Um, there's some of this Batman work, uh, cover work, you know, with stuff like that. But uh, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, his biggest contribution to comics was not, did nothing with, having to do with him holding a pencil he was pro union way back in the seventies. His efforts there helped lead to the modern industry standards of publishers returning original artwork back to the artists. It's hard to believe that that's, you know, commonplace now, but it used to be a thing. Uh, and Adams and King Kirby were giving back stuff, uh, from Marvel out of that deal, which made them millions of dollars on the secondary market. Um, he lobbied to, uh, Get Siegel and, and Schuster credit and money for creating Superman. He's the guy responsible for that. Uh, he helped create the Comic Creator Guild, even though it never took off. Um, all right, let's just... I mean, this it, had, you, this it speaks created, a lot to
1: his character in the first yes, place, right? That, like, he made it, but he didn't try to pull up the rope after him. You oh, know?
0: exactly, dude. He created Ra's al Ghul. He created Man Bat. He created Jon Stewart, all right? And that's not his biggest contribution to comics i mean that just tells you everything you need to know about this guy and geez yeah leroy put it best man your favorite comic book writers uh or favorite comic book artist favorite comic book artist so yeah he's gonna be missed i heard about it when i was at work and i had i messaged like you know our slack i was like hey i'm gonna need 10 minutes i'm gonna need some time and i did i had to you know go collect myself because wow what a what a loss uh yeah He's a legend, though. He will live on forever in the work that he did and the way he changed the industry. Hopefully, it continues to move in that direction. Um, anyway, moving on. Round Robin, final two. It's Suicide Squad. Well, this is where we started, right? Came down here. Final four. Now, <sighs> Suicide Squad Dark by Zach Thompson and Gary Brown against Superboy The Man of Tomorrow from Kenny Porter. Man, you've been
1: ragging on the Superboy one from it. the beginning. You didn't I want this out of round one. I am
0: a fan of Superboy. I'm just not. He's- I
1: mean, the I like the character just fine. And honestly, I don't really have anything against either of these books. But both of these seem more, you know... Like things they probably would have done anyway, you know.
0: Yeah, like you're some, you're not wrong there. A lot sure. of the
1: more interesting concepts, like that Alan Scott Green Lantern book, we were both raving about that one. Um, I mean, that,
0: like first round, dude, was so
1: Well, for I think it was the second round, but either Damn. way, it's gone. Yeah. And you know, they weeded out those Constantine books. Both of those look pretty cool. Yeah. So um, we're, we're left with two things that just aren't as bold, which I guess is to be expected, right?
0: Uh, Well, yeah, I guess you're looking for mass appeal, you know, not something all niche. You know, everything else on there, you're right, there's a lot more niche. I I hate this idea. I hate both of these ideas. Um, The Suicide Squad pitch, meet the Occult Task Force uh, of Earth-13, field leader Vampire Batman Commands a top-secret team of murderers, monsters, and demons. The magic-dampening parasites hooked into their brains. Keep them following orders, and the promise of freedom keeps them motivated. I could I honestly see this sort of becoming an, an, a thing that happens all the time.
1: Yeah. Like, like a
0: permanent part of, of, of the universe.
1: This seems like from the same like green light process that allows things like that – Uh, what's that zombie book with – Yes, yeah, uh,
0: Marvel or Justice League – I don't
1: – Whatever know. that thing with like – it's got like Jason Todd, I think, in it or something. Yeah, whatever, but – they do stuff like this all the time anyway, Yeah, you know? Um, so, yeah, it, it seems fine. I don't want to like just shit all over this book. It seems like it, yeah, could, be, it
0: could be fun. Sure. Uh, it's going to be Vampire Batman Frankenstein. Who I actually adore Frankenstein's Frankenstein.
1: a cool character. He's a character uh, that I like to see, you know, get more limelight.
0: Yeah. Raven Gorilla Grodd, who doesn't really feel like a horror character to me. Anyway, Spore Zatanna Plasma Man and Sinestroar. Sinestroar, who I guess is this guy. He turns into a werewolf, maybe.
1: I don't know. Sinestro. Or... Honestly, thought it might be like a dinosaur Sinestro or something. A they? They're doing that like they're doing that like Justice League dinosaur. Book. They are.
0: <laughs> they are. But uh, that is going up against Connor. Kent is back. But this isn't the DC Universe Knows with Jonathan, Kara, and Clark protecting Earth. Connor feels like an outsider. It's just a find-yourself sort of book. He's just going to go on an adventure. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of this guy.
1: I mean, I can see how this makes kind of a cool, like, meta-narrative because this is a character who has been really sidelined ever since they sure. introduced Jonathan Kent.
0: sure. It, it it might it has the same sort of feeling if you're you know putting in that classification as the uh that recent Beta Ray Bill book. You know what I mean, where he was kind of out an outsider all of a sudden and
1: Yeah. Well, I mean if either of these books himself. are half as good as that Beta oh, Ray yeah, Bill book, it's gonna be great. But oh my God. if I had to pick one of these two, I guess I'd probably go with that uh Suicide Squad Dark.
0: I would as well. And again, it has everything to do with I'm just not a fan of Superboy at all. I'm just not a fan of that guy. I think the winners are going to be announced this week. So we will follow up on that on the next episode. All right. Eisner awards. Uh, these are the hall of fame inductees. Uh, the 2022 class <clears throat> includes Max Gaines, who is the EC founder and publisher. He devised the first four color saddle stitch newsprint comic.
1: I right mean, EC see one of those like things like, I feel like, you know, about if you know, like the history of comic books, right? So, yeah, definitely a deserving uh, inductee there, yeah.
0: Agreed. Mark Runewald. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of the
1: best Captain America runs ever, I think. Yep,
0: yep. He's a legendary uh, editor at uh, Marvel as well. British illustrator Marie Duvall, she uh, co-creator in 1867 of the British cartoon character Ali Sloper, considered the first recurring cartoon character. That's a little bit of trivia along with this inductee. You know, that's just amazing to me. Uh, and a woman doing this back in, in 1867. That just blows my mind.
1: Yeah, this seems like a good opportunity to uh, give credit where credit is due. That's probably sure. long past due, you know.
0: Yeah. Cartoonist Rose O'Neill, she created the Cupies in 1912. Filipino-American artist Alex Nino, DC Marvel, Warren, and Heavy Metal. Uh, P. Craig Russell, I mean – you almost don't even need to say best known for Elric uh, and his collaboration with Neil Gaiman on Sandman Coraline, one of my favorites, American Gods and Norse mythology. Uh, the judges have also chosen 17 nominees for voter for whom voters will select four to be inducted in the Hall of Fame this summer. The nominees are a who's who Howard Chakin, Jerry Conway, Kevin Eastman, Steve Englehart, Moto Hagio, Larry Hama the godfather of G.I. Joe, Jeffrey Catherine Jones, David Mazzuchelli, Jean-Claude Miseré, Grant Morrison, Gaspar Saladino, Jim Shooter, who should not be allowed to join the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying. Gary Trudeau, Ron Turner, George Tusca, Mark Wade, and Kat Yaron Wode. Uh, there right, are some these-
1: fucking names on oh, that list.
0: Some of these... Yes, eventually they should be allowed to join the the Hall of Fame. Okay, Larry Hama, Grant Morrison, Mark Wade. I mean, those guys are shoe ins. Sure. They
1: don't need Grant- help right now. Yeah, you know?
0: exactly. Eventually, go in. All of them still have like books coming out like every month. Okay, no Hall of Fame for you until even Kevin Eastman had a book come out this. Yeah, month, I mean they right? should
1: be like five years retired minimum, like they do with yeah. most other Hall of Fames.
0: Yeah, like NFL and shit like that. Uh, but Jerry Conway, I mean, he's got to get in there. Howard Chaykin, I think, is actually still working, but damn.
1: Yeah, he does covers at least every now and, yeah. and then.
0: Uh, Gary Trudeau, I mean.
1: Yeah, Gary I mean. Trudeau,
0: he's known even outside comic book circles, you know. Like
1: the vast majority of the names you named, like I hear them as like they're not already in or, you know, they're inevitably going to be. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Except except you, Jim Shooter. No one wants you in it. Anyway, there you go. We'll have more on that when the Eisners happen eventually. Uh, Last bit of news before we get to Moon Knight. Frank Miller launches an independent publishing company. Uh, There was a quick bit of news on this last week uh, because Dan Didio is actually going to be the publisher over here. But it's called – what the hell is it called, man? FMP, Frank Miller Publications. Oh, (laughs)
1: it took me a long – I was sitting here wondering what FNP stood for. Now I feel like an idiot for not putting just together Frank Miller. Uh,
0: So – I mean that's pretty good news. Okay. Uh oh, Dan Didio is actually going to be uh the editor in chief. Oh, no, no, hold on. All right, no. Uh, all right, Miller is going to be the EIC. Dan Didio is going to be the publisher and they got some other dude in there, uh Selene Thomas. He's the CEO of Frank Miller Inc. It will be the COO of FMP. All right. What does this actually mean? Why do we give a shit? Because we are getting new Sin City and new Ronin out of this. That's all I care about. I mean, right? that,
1: could, that should be pretty cool. I mean, Frank Miller is, we were just talking about like, you know, big names in comic books. Frank Miller is on that pantheon for sure. For sure, for sure. He has been batshit insane for a few years now, but his contributions to comics are undeniable. Yeah.
0: Know? And I'm okay with that. Alan Moore's been batshit insane forever, and he's my favorite <laughs> yeah. writer. So, uh, Yeah, now we're not really exactly sure exactly how this is going to pan out. Um, Miller is definitely still writing comics. Yeah. He's not drawing as much as he used to. You know what I mean?
1: I bet the drawing muscles deteriorate faster than the old writing mind. You know.
0: Sure, and it takes you a while. You know, it takes you longer. Uh, But he did have Raphael Grandpa do that Golden Child. You know, the new Dark Knight book in 2019. Yeah. Uh, And there's also going to be other works on this, right? There are original titles planned for this house called Pandora, as well as a book called Ancient Enemies. Uh, We have no idea if he's writing, drawing. You know, having other people jump in and doing it. Um, But either way, I am excited. Yeah, no shit, bro. I hear you, George. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that grandpa art was great, though. Raphael, grandpa art was fantastic. I mean, if that's what you're talking well, about, the golden child one.
1: I think he means the Dark Knight Strikes Again. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was
0: terrible. Come on, get over yeah. it. That's been like 50 fucking years,
1: George. That came out right around 9-11 because they actually had to change the they ending did. to one of the – or the opening to one of the comics because uh, 9-11 yeah. happened. But, um, yeah. but, but it's been
0: 20 years, man.
1: Come it on. has, although that is indicative, like, Dark Knight Returns, it, there's parts of it that have not aged well, but that is undeniably a seminal Batman story.
0: Oh, for sure. But
1: <sighs> that does kind of indicate that, like, Frank hasn't had, like, the magic for a while now.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm hoping that it's because he keeps going back to shit that he should have never gone back to in the first place. Maybe. He should have stopped Batman after his first run. It was gold. It was perfect. He, it didn't need to Yeah, I mean, more. Dark
1: Knight Returns and Dark Knight Year One are like yes. two of the top five Batman stories ever. Um, yes. And Sin City, I mean, it's contribution to just how we even tell stories in comic books. You know, that's just... Exactly. cannot take anything away from that.
0: And Ronan is groundbreaking too. And it's oh, Ronan's way. good shit. Yeah. yeah um, in it's own way. It's fantastic. It's
1: easy to forget too, that before like 300, the movie was just yeah. like a meme factory. Um, that 300 comic book was like the shit, you know?
0: No, it, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn here because eventually, yeah, you lose that edge and you're not going to be able to make this, same shit at the same quality that you used to um so yeah i mean he needs coke and hookers yeah so you know good <laughs> for him yeah he's trying to get out well, there speaking of hookers money.
1: apparently that's like another criticism of frank's like every female character he ever writes is either a nun or a hooker
0: it's true there's no middle ground for, yeah. for what he does or both but, i think but then on the other other thing. hand Maybe once again
1: both. we were talking when we were talking about devil's reign right how many times did that yeah. homage born again and we were singing its praises for it you exactly know?
0: exactly Uh, So, yeah, we'll have more on that. Hopefully, we'll be able to get our hands on some of those new books coming out. Uh, No word on when they are going to come out or when those new books are going to come out. They're hoping to start by the end of this year, but that's bound to be delayed. Uh, Penultimate episode, Moon Knight. This shit just keeps getting better. Uh, Really, I think the overarching thing that I have to say, besides I have a new crush in the MCU, is Oscar Isaac shouldn't just get an Emmy for this he should probably get two Emmys
1: I saw the thing that got shared on the site yeah like best actor and best supporting actor I
0: mean geez it's just amazing how good of a job yeah
1: I mean we've been talking about this all along but it really is amazing just how much of this show hinges on Oscar Isaac's ability to play off of himself yeah you know
0: it's amazing uh, but my new crush, Tower Ray... Uh, she was oh a lot God. of fun. Oh, my gosh. She's just so great. She's so fun. And really, that's what it is. She wasn't funny. She wasn't really all that compelling. But damn, just a fun fucking character for this weird, crazy-ass show that's got so much heart, so much of the feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I could say, the worst fucking mom in the world... um. I mean, I get it. She too is suffering, but damn, girl, pull yourself together.
1: Well, I mean, she let her suffering spiral to, like, encompass everyone around her, which I yeah. get that, you know, that's, that's a tricky subject. And I think that that's, to the show's credit, that they yeah. brought in some difficult material for us to work with here, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. And then, I mean, that spinning into, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to have a good sense of perspective. Because I knew what was going on, I knew who the real person was. Well, yeah, not to, to toot
1: our own horn, but we did sort of call this a few weeks ago because we you didn't and call I.
0: Well, it. It's, ad- it's adapted. It's well, comic. Okay,
1: sure. Yeah, we really can't take credit for this because yeah. we knew all along that Mark Spector was the was the prime personality, and that Stephen Grant was the offshoot. So that we knew this moment where Stephen realizes that he is sort of the construct. He is the artificial person. Yeah. That still hit really well, but it's, it's kind it. of targeting back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago. Would it have hit even harder if we didn't know that going in?
0: Yeah. If we had no clue, my wife has had trouble trying to keep up with this show anyway. Um, She's like, well, this shit's all over the place. Are they trying to be Indiana Jones? Are they trying to be a superhero show? Are they trying to be, you know, talk about mental illness? And I was like, I think it's trying to do kind of all three and she just couldn't get into it. It was all over the place, but, There was no fighting in this episode. So much drama. Yeah, that
1: speaks to the show's quality, though. Like, this was, I think, the best episode so far. Oh, for sure. Not a punch was thrown. Well, I guess at the end, there was a little bit of fighting, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, Great special effects with this sand boat barge of the dead sort of thing, and... And then, like, going in, and it's a hospital asylum, you know, in the ship, and that's how they're supposed to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I love
1: them playing the mind games. Like, that's another yeah. one where I wonder how I would feel if I didn't, like, know what was going on. Like, would I think for a moment that, like, oh, has this all been in his head?
0: Yeah, man.
1: And that man. harkens back to that Jeff Lemire run from a few years ago.
0: Exactly. And I mean, it's even deeper than that because he's creating his own delusion on that ship. You know what I mean? That's not the bad guys trying to, you know, get over on it. That's him just being himself. And it sort of points to his overall problem. Yeah. Like
1: as he's sitting here dying, he basically has no choice but to confront his inner demons for the first time in the show. You know? Yeah.
0: Just really well done. I can't believe there's only one episode left. They have so much to do.
1: Yeah, well, there's plenty of... so much to do. At this point, we can be pretty confident they are not going to use Jake any more than they already have. So that's something that they can set up for next season.
0: That is Uh, very disappointing.
1: I understand it. I mean, I get... Like, they're already trying to do a lot with just the two personalities. With just six episodes, I... I can understand the decision not to bring in the third personality. Why set it
0: up, Why set it up the way they do? Well,
1: I mean, I kind of like the way they've been teasing it. I kind of sure, wish they sure. – if they were going to do something with it, it would have had to have been this episode. Yeah. Part of me really wishes they had, but it's an understandable storytelling decision, I think.
0: No, you're not wrong. I just – I don't know. I think they're – I'm I'm a whiner when it comes to too many episodes, right? And <laughs> yeah. every maybe not Wandavision, but all of these other shows. It, maybe not What If Two, but there was at least one or two boring ones. They've had episodes that they didn't need. Falcon Winter Soldier definitely had episodes where they wasted some time.
1: Yeah, um, like
0: Loki had at least had probably had two episodes where it's like, gee, I mean, they were good episodes, but it's like, come on. I honestly
1: it's, don't know that there was too much fat to trim off of Loki, but. That is one of the trickier things to do when you're sitting out to like plot out a season, right? It's like yeah. do I really need seven episodes or can I do this in six?
0: Yeah, and i am it's a good t- take. You know, if you can tell your story in six, go ahead. But I wanted more of your story. You should have done it in eight. I wanted more episodes.
1: I'm a 1,000% looking forward to season two of this or a movie or wherever they decide yeah. to put the character next.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think they're better off keeping this to one season. Saying that it's a limited sort of thing.
1: Well, I guess winning it depends the, on how it ends. The like, Emmys
0: for all the limited shit that they can win because the, it's a lot easier to win Emmys in limited categories. But yeah, Moon Knight's definitely coming back. They're not yeah. going to waste Oscar Isaac. I
1: mean, all these characters show up again somewhere, you know. But yeah, Wandavision. There should absolutely not be another season of that.
0: No. No, Loki definitely there Loki, Should they ended
1: that movie. on a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, we definitely need another season of that. Um, yeah. What If is pretty easy to put out another season nah, of, I guess. Could, but who
0: cares? I mean, maybe after Multiverse of Madness and they open everything up a little bit more, they'll be able I mean, to tell even more stories. That
1: show's just... Well, until the end, it was just a series of vignettes, right? So they can just right. do that as much as they want. Sure. I'm the most conflicted about Falcon and Winter Soldier because I feel like it's like an action-oriented show, so you could probably work in they're another season that pretty easily
0: they're gonna do a oh movie, yeah i mean
1: cats they're making the new cats in america movie with sam yeah. and everything so yeah
0: yeah uh hey gabe thanks for stopping by thinking about you bro uh taking loki gomer's side way too meaty uh and one season is good for now i want to see more loki but i want to see more loki in the context of everything else that the mcu is doing it cannot be just the tva the tva is so ingrained into this multiverse shit that now No Way Home is touched on, and now Multiverse of Madness is going to touch on next week. I want to see more of Loki, but closer, more closely engaged with the rest of the uh, MCU. And it's not, and it's really going to be really hard to do because Loki's supposed to be dead. You know, everybody like, oh, Loki dead. Anyway, yeah, thanks for stopping by, Gabe. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So we'll have the next and last final episode. Yeah. um, Talk about that next week. Next week.
1: We'll be able to, I guess, kind of rank the show overall, because I think it's probably going to be at least in my top three, you
0: know? Uh, right now I would say it's, it's probably my top three as well. Uh, WandaVision is still just a a miracle kind of a show to me.
1: WandaVision is going to be difficult to dethrone because like, there was so much going on with that, with like homages to television and just the, Way they handled like her grief and everything like that.
0: Yeah, I don't think there was an has ever been another show like WandaVision. You know, uh, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Thanks, Gabe. Uh, he said that Falcon and Winter Soldier needed more episodes that had weight to them. I agree. They had weight on yeah. a lot of these episodes. They really should have hit it home
1: when they when they were at. It was kind of a show of peaks and valleys, right? The peaks yes. were good, like I especially like the last couple episodes. But I should say that I liked all of these shows, and sometimes like if I'm ranking them, I'm being a little granular, but. Definitely, um, my top three right now are probably Moon Knight, Loki, and WandaVision.
0: Yeah, I would probably agree agree with that. Uh, I don't know. I really liked Hawkeye, too, man.
1: I did really like Hawkeye. I liked all of them,
0: you know? Yeah. Anyway. Cool. We'll talk about that next episode. Last episode uh, on our next episode. Let's do food News. Mmm, yummy. The first one's not really all that gross. Heinz uh, has announced Dip and Crunch. It's exactly what it sounds like. It comes with two little packs. One with a a sauce. It's either going to be secret sauce um, with whatever, and then a spicy dip and crunch, which has a spicier sauce. It's two dollars and fifty cents, and it's pretty much exactly what you see on the screen there. Yeah. You take I mean, your burger, you dunk it in the sauce, and then you dunk your sauce dipped burger into some potato chip crunch. I don't hate this. I don't hate this either. I could I see to like try it, I feel like
1: this could really upgrade a burger, depending on you know how good that secret sauce is.
0: Yeah, so that's that's something. I, I'm not against this, and again, good and bad. But I'm letting you decide: is this good or is this the bad one? I'm going to show you the next one. All right, Tropicana is coming out with cereal specifically for orange juice
1: this is the bad one
0: this is the bad one this this is definitely definitely the bad one the only thing i can imagine that's worse than this is brushing my teeth before i eat it Um, oh
1: no orange juice after toothpaste (laughs) is like Uh, one of the worst feelings in your mouth
0: yeah tropicana is actually giving away boxes of this which sounds like it's a promotion but honestly it's really the only way they could get rid of it after their pr came up with this idea It sounds disgusting. All right.
1: So what is this cereal that supposedly gels well with orange juice?
0: Uh, It's honey almond cereal is the way they described it. Um, It contains honey almond clusters. The spokesperson at Tropicana uh, said after testing multiple flavors and textures and then pumping the stomachs of the people who tested it. Uh, no, the company opted for a granola-based cereal because it can withstand the acidity of orange juice better than things like flakes. Okay,
1: so even this, even this thing that supposedly yes. goes better with orange juice than everything else they tested, I think you'd still rather have milk.
0: Yeah, I think I would still rather want to put milk on this. And honestly, you could put orange juice on any cereal. Like, this is, I mean, they're saying it's especially designed to go with orange juice, I don't get it.
1: I mean, orange juice is an outstanding thing to have with your breakfast. You know, I, I love for orange
0: sure. juice. Yeah, me too. But I'm more of a sunny D guy, but okay.
1: This just this just seems wrong. On like a, like a fundamental level, this seems yes. wrong.
0: Yes. I mean, you want to see something even worse? Here's a bowl of it. Mm. Could you imagine looking down at that, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning?
1: It looks like I threw up my cereal. Getting,
0: re- getting ready for your day, and that's what you start your day looking in on? Yeah, nope, not me. Nasty. So yeah, there you go. Good and bad. Um, all right, we are going to do a quick moment of destruction. We won't talk about the comics, even though they were terrible. They were
1: bad. I guess that's all you really need to say, right? But
0: they got some new G.I. Joe classified figures announced. The first three are okay. Okay, it's um Tiger Force shit, right? You notice they got the Tiger thing on their pants dude you see that
1: i I see it yeah
0: tiger force all that means is they're limited to certain stores they're store specific like target fucking target i hate that shit i really really want that bazooka though but they did announce zarana like zartan's like i don't know little sister or some shit cousin i don't know crimson guards which are great and i understand why hasbro puts these out because anybody who buys one of these is going to buy three of them you know what I mean? Because you're going to want more than just one guard. And a beautiful looking Dusty. He comes with those great clothes. And and it's just, it's just very cool. Very cool. Anyway, I definitely wanted to mention those. But bug it. All right. You're up, bro. Let's do this. Stupid. Comics are actually pretty good this week.
1: Yeah, they're definitely some pretty good ones
0: uh all right yeah you want to lead us off this week man uh
1: sure i'll uh do an honorable mention for um justice league number 75 Um, that's on my list it's basically just one big fight but it was kind of a cool like multiversal uh conglomeration type of deal um the main reason it's not on my list proper is because I have not been reading the um, Justice League Incarnate stuff, so I definitely felt like I was jumping onto a moving treadmill with this.
0: That's fair. That's that fair. being said, it
1: was fun. I mean, it gave you enough to know what's going on. It kind of gave you the gist of everything you need yeah. to know.
0: Um, uh, I will I will talk about that book later.
1: It was nice to read Justice League without the Bendizian dialogue is the main thing. Um, but, uh on the nose. I'll throw out another honorable mention for uh, *Trial of the Amazons* number two. They wrapped nice. up this series. Um, it, it was a pretty cool little brouhaha, like um, the whole like sisterhood vibe it gave off was that you know, was pretty cool. Yeah, um, Not a
0: bad book.
1: Yeah, uh, third honorable mention for *Dark Knights of Steel* number six. Um, we'll definitely
0: talk about that as well.
1: Yeah, this has been a lot of fun so far. I'm really loving all like the intrigue and the politics of everything. John yeah. Constantine was my favorite part of this book. I love the whole thing. It's like, John, you're a good guy. He's like, no, I'm not. And then yeah. he just fucking like fireballs. Him.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: well-written. John Constantine is always a treat. And this yeah. book has had that going on for the whole time. Nice. Um, but my number three this week is going to be a uh, Thor number. Well, 24, or legacy numbered 750. Yeah. Um, this was pulling in a lot of the all time great uh, Thor writers and artists. We had uh, JMS with, reuniting with Olivier Coipel. We had um, Dan Jurgens coming back. Uh, we had.
0: Simonson.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Walt fucking Simonson. Yeah. Oh, I'm, Jesus. I'm building yeah. up to the big guns. So, <laughs> yeah. We also. I have- thought you
0: were going to end with. And Donnie Cates as well
1: no Um,
0: one of these things is not like the other i mean i didn't dislike the donny kate stuff but he kind of pulled everything together he had this constant thread of thor doing this eulogy yeah it's kind of really genius the way he did it
1: yeah it was a cool way to set up the anthology book here you know it was a great like narrative structure for them but yeah we also had jason aaron coming back um telling a story about, so Al Ewing and Jason Aaron are continuing to kind of pimp their own shit right now. (laughs) Like we got Thor doing like his like Odin from like a million BC or whatever uh, story here. And we also had a Donnie Kate setting up for the next defender story. But that being said, I was fucking here for it because I like all of those things. I love all these writers and artists. And it was kind of cool to see like everyone who is currently still alive, who is like an all time Thor great
0: sure. yeah, coming together wild to dude
1: uh, which mean, is good because it was nine fucking bucks but I feel like it was nine bucks worth it was nine bucks well spent so that's going to get you on my top three
0: it, it it really did a good job of getting every sort of era of Thor
1: yeah involved um, and yeah like Dan Jurgens, like he, yeah. his run kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit but he had a huge run going it in the did. 90s he built it up to that great, Ragnarok too. story yes. which was really cool yeah um, JMS from like the early to mid two thousands. Um, still one Jason, of my
0: favorite runs, dude, Jason
1: Aaron, still perhaps the greatest Thor run of all time. And then you have Alter Simonson, who's the other contender for the greatest Thor run of all time. Yeah. So I was yeah. actually
0: having a talk with someone about that. You know, they said, Oh, he had the definitive and I'm like, you know, in, in In a medium like comics where it's 80 years – well, 60 years in this case, isn't it? 60 years of Thor. Yeah. Of 60 years of ongoing continuity where real life is reflected in the art, there can be more than one definitive version. I would
1: agree. Um, Yeah,
0: there really can.
1: If your Thor – if your favorite version of Thor is the one who has like wacky sci-fi space adventures, then yeah, I would agree that Walt Simonson is probably your guy. And he no. had a really cool beta Ray Bill story in this. Oh, you know?
0: So fun, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good choice. Uh, yeah. The price tag really threw me. It was good, but yeah, it was. I'm not going to
1: die on that hill. It was, no, you're right. it was pretty expensive. No, yeah.
0: You're right. Uh, my uh, honorable mentions. I'll start with. Uh, shit, if I can find it. Yeah. Fourth man, number one. This wraps uh, Jeff McComsey and Mike Diodata Jr.'s sort of a you know, great little crime series, you know, showcase some of Diodato's really great ref- photo referential artwork over at AWA. Just a really fun, you know, story. Godzilla, MMPR number two, Colin Bunford. That's my director. number two. Yeah, this is my uh, 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 honorable mention. We'll talk about it again. Just big, dumb, stupid fun. Just fucking yeah. great. Uh, my number three, however, was Dark Knights of Steel, number six. Tom Taylor, Yasmin Putri. Halfway through this book, and it just keeps on peasing. And that's really the word for it, you know? There's nothing really revolutionary going on here. I think the best word for it is it's just really, really clever. Tom Taylor has found a way to wrap up Game of Thrones in this beautiful paper onto the DC universe. And every month it comes out, we just get to see these really cool little things that he's able to do. Etrigan and Ra's al Ghul, the angle that they had here with Constantine—that was
1: really it clever. Was I like clever that is as that as is hell. a clever way to blend two characters and get them on the page, you know, simultaneously. Yeah. You know,
0: uh, uh, Kalel goes to the Amazons and he's and they're like, "No man shall ever step foot on Themyscira," and he's like, "No man has." And they show his feet, and he's still hovering on. Yeah,
1: like, and I also like this was one of the funner meet cutes between Superman yes. and Lois Lane.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't like how Etrigan wasn't rhyming in everything he said, but there was enough of a rhyme there where Taylor gets off. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah and the war is starting. And it ended like an epic fantasy would. You know, an episode. Oh, we're on our yeah, way. Yeah, the
1: Amazons are sailing to war. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just really cool shit going on here. I didn't know what to expect when this book first came out, but it might be time to retire because every fucking issue is fucking perfect, and I love it.
1: Okay, I wanna make a suggestion for your retirement rule. When the finale comes out, allow it to come off the retirement list.
0: Oh, for sure. Yes. Uh but man, such a great book. I look forward to it every time it comes out. Tom Taylor has three books now at DC that are, in my opinion, must read books. Yeah, they he has man, he's
1: easily packed. leading the pack when it comes to the like top of the list, read it right away. Even though Joshua Williamson
0: got like five books going right now.
1: Yeah, and they're all really Crazy. good, but like yeah. I got to say, Tom Taylor's are the ones where it's like, oh, yeah, Nightwing's coming out, you know? Yes,
0: yes, yes. Uh, Cool, number three. Or, yeah, no, number two.
1: My number two was, uh, we just mentioned it, Uh, Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number two. <laughs> like board. you said, this is big, stupid fun. And that's really all there is to say about this. Yep. It's, we have the fucking Megazord fighting Gigan. You know, we had, like, Dang. we had, like, the simultaneous knockout between Godzilla and the Megazord. Yeah. This is just stupid fun, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. My like, favorite
0: my favorite part of this issue was when they're like, all right, now, now we got to go find Tommy. So they all, like, park their, their Zords and then go running. And then they get to Tommy, and Tommy's like, no, you got to get back to the Zords. So they're like, okay. And then they run back. And I was just like, wait,
1: The what? story is just a vehicle so to set up I the fight, it. but... they're doing a pretty good job with that. Like Mm -hmm. I I appreciate it when a book with that's really the premise is beside the point Yes, that like the, the story is just a a vehicle to get us to like the big set pieces. I appreciate it when that book or movie or whatever tries harder than it needs to, to make it coherent and, you know, somewhat plausible. And I feel like this book is pulling that off.
0: Well, Freddy Williams II is killing it with these with the oh, art. Oh
1: yeah, that's the other big draw for this yeah. book is that these uh, splash pages, especially when we got Godzilla and the big fights going on, they are gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I wish I had to grab more pages of it, dude. It's just a really fun, dumb, stupid book. I. I think it's so great so yeah
1: funny. i mean it does have that thing going where like everyone is calling each other by their first name with every sentence so that you know who all the characters yeah. are
0: i like how they do the, i like how they do the word balloons for the rangers in different colors i think that's a yeah. cool idea too they kind of got that
1: larry Hamma thing going on for yes. that but hey who doesn't yeah. fucking love larry
0: Hamma? So. that's right he's a hall of uh, maybe a hall of famer
1: eventually uh, if my, right num-
0: my number two is jason aarons uh punisher number two i
1: wasn't uh, able to get this one this week oh
0: dude uh jesus saiz paul as a seda i'm just really loving this series i mean look at this and you don't really see shit like this where frank is you know almost having a good time i mean obviously he's having a good time but you know yeah (laughs) he's in like a place now where he's being respected for what he does you know what I mean? And yeah, know, it's a lady back.
1: It's an interesting status quo for the Punisher where he's being given all the resources he could ever want. Yeah. And the, and like they have given him his, what he thinks at least his happiness back. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really interesting angle that we know is eventually going to come crashing down in the worst of ways, but yeah. it's a fun premise to see, you know, how we get there.
0: Yeah. It's, It's like Jason Aaron knows exactly what drives this character. You know, he's done it before. He's written this character before. But he's applying that angle of Frank Castle's character in an entirely new way, but that still feels so familiar. I love this line here. You know, for centuries now, one land has shown a propensity for violence uh, beyond all others, from genocide to slavery to shopping mall shootings. And that's why this old lady decided to go to America to get their new, you know, big killer. Uh, so great i mean uh, i feel like we're
1: being called out on the carpet here but oh, we it's hard to deny
0: being called out uh do you think banner of war uh will be this fun i think banner of war has to be fun or it's pointless
1: i mean donny cates knows how to write fun yeah you know and so yeah i'll, I'll be checking that out so i'm sure uh, we'll uh report back on that one
0: it's gonna be weird way they sort of pulling the hulk right now cuz the way they're doing hulk doesn't feel like they'd be able to meet him up with thor. Well, Gabriel will sure figure it out. Gabriel
1: is right to compare this with the Godzilla versus Mighty and Power yeah, Rangers thing. It's more plausible for the hulk and thor to be hanging out since they're in the same universe and everything, but Right. the basic premise right. is still the same. We are getting these people together to have stupid punchy fights.
0: Yeah. Uh back to Punisher, just great violence. You know, here him just beating the shit out of this guy. Uh and the big reveal at the end of this issue, uh, it's Ares. Ares is the guy who's sort of in control of all these all these folks. And oh look who's uh,
1: acting all tough now that he's got his legs attached again.
0: Yeah, It's all funny games till you get ripped in half by you know, a superman pastiche. So uh yeah, Punisher Book, I'm really enjoying this run uh so far and it's only two issues in. Uh I mean more or less, I, I'm reading this book because I want to see what happens next. You know what I mean? I don't really want to yeah. read this whole story. I want to see where the end of this story is going to be. Well, that's but I they're think, making it great along the way. That's what I think makes
1: Jason Aaron a good writer for the Punisher. Is like he does write some really cool like murder porn, and that yeah. is that's a big reason why people pick up the Punisher books in the first place. He for also sure. does a great job getting you to care about like the thematic stuff. Yeah. With the Punisher. Yeah. And that's where they, he really shines. They
0: had a great thing in here in this where he's sort of getting the powers of the beast. You know, it's like these supernatural powers that he's getting. And it's like Frank's got to have an end game. You know, Frank is doing this. He knows the hand is just as bad as the motherfuckers that the hand is sending him out to murder. And he's waiting. He's biding his time. He's I think he's getting these powers from the beast and he's eventually going to flip. You know, and my wife my wife be damned. That's not my wife, sort of shit. You know, that was
1: a cool moment from the uh the Punisher TV show, right? The big climax for the first season where like he kind of like he turns away from like resting and being with his wife again because like what he the thing he truly cares about the most is the punishment. That's right. Yeah. Uh
0: cool. All right, that was my number two. Number one, number one book of the week.
1: It had to be the last Ronin, number five. It was solid. It was cool as hell, man. I mean, we had um, a. Re- this basically was just one big knockdown, dragout fight between yeah. Mikey and. Uh, every
0: fucking body. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really in every was. fucking
1: body, but like Baby Shredder is like the main yeah. guy. Um, <laughs> this didn't have much in it besides the fight, but it was really cool to see him like switching between all of his brother's weapons. It was really awesome to see him you know, have the big, like, gritty beatdown of a fight like it was. Like, he's getting the shit kicked out of him the whole time, and they're, like, going down a skyscraper. They eventually crash into his sewers where he was, you know, born and raised, and they finally ends in a mud pit right outside the city, you know? Um, it's really cool to see him kind of, like, adapt to Baby Shredder's fucking bullshit armor crap that he has going on. Um, and I also really like the whole thing with... a. Uh, casey and april's daughter casey marie here she she was pretty compelling character in her own right it's cool seeing april um you know have her really heartbreaking goodbye to the final turtle you know she's buried everyone else and now she has to bury mikey too you know
0: yeah uh this didn't make my list of my honorable mentions because it was a great comic you know don't get me wrong but like you said it was just a big knock down drag out fight the whole time
1: but the build-up to it was really good sort
0: of moved away from what this book had been well i mean introspective thing we were
1: past all the flashbacks you know there was no one left to remember i feel like if you sit down and read this all at once instead of like separated by like a fucking year like we ended up having yeah um i think that it'll read a lot better because it's been building up to this for a while and i thought it was a good capstone to all that build-up
0: uh, I'll be honest. I got a little emotional at the end. Uh, I mean, and spoilers: Mikey ends up, you know, kind of going into heaven, the afterlife, and his oh, brothers yeah, shit. I, I should have said
1: spoiler earlier. I kind of already
0: said that, but and his, yeah, his family's like they're waiting for him, and you know, Splinter and and Casey, and they're just doing their thing, like going on patrol. That's his heaven, and it was just such a poignant thing. That, it was cool to yeah, see he's him, a like, ronin dude. You know, like his version wolf.
1: of his version of heaven is like him talking bullshit with his brothers again, yeah, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, just very touching there. But again, I was expecting – I don't know what I was expecting. The first few – the first four issues of this, it was really, re- you know, introspective and uh, it, it sort of – I don't know. It sort of made the whole TMNT mythos – it put this dark blemish on it in a way, you know, where <sighs> – I don't know. Where they were almost just as bad as what Shredder was doing. You know, the way they lived their lives, they're the almost like a waste, you know, at one point. In the last issue he was, it, what, what was it all for, you know? What was it what was actually going on? Uh anyway, th- another part of this, but Casey Marie has four little turtles that she's raising. So they could definitely continue this in, in a whole new sort of light, you know. They
1: even said that they were going to. Yeah.
0: That'd be rad. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, awesome yeah great choice Uh, the book's been just out there for a while Um, but I'm glad it's finally over you're right maybe I should go back and reread everything you know all at once and I'll have it in a you know see it in a different way Uh, my number one I couldn't pick anything else Death of the Justice League Justice League number 75 Joshua Williamson Rafa Sandoval um, Prelude to the Dark Crisis event non-stop fucking action every page yeah um, that was happening yes no, no frills we no both bust, we no both fuss. picked
1: a number one that was basically just one big fight from yes. cover to cover
0: yeah but this that's what i wanted from this oh I, but this was,
1: was really i'm not knocking that this is really sure. cool like it's cool seeing like the fucking like dream team of villains being pulled out here to fight them and everything you know
0: yeah look at that man i love that shit i love that but it was no must, no fuss, no big story. I mean, I, I don't know what the hell this is. Uh, what is it? it oh, it, that's
1: been going on in the Green Lantern book. Yeah,
0: I'm behind on that. I need to catch up on that. Well, not anymore. He's dead He now. absorbed
1: like a big fucking energy thing. It's whatever. Yeah.
0: The Spectre coming out and killing him. And then Ollie coming. Oh, Ollie's got it. No, you don't. You don't. Dark side fist to the f- f- fucking melon. Well, Doomsday. The- but- oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Doomsday. And then the... uh. Just awesome design work here Uh, with the 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 big three, you know, the Trinity getting owned. Just
1: that's a really cool way to, like, lay out the panels and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. just beautiful, dude. And then, yeah, uh, very reminiscent of uh, the Hulk, you know, getting sent to uh, to, uh, it was actually Silver Surfer in the comic. It was Hulk in the movie.
1: Oh, you know, I I didn't even occur to me, but yeah, Yeah. that is pretty much the same.
0: They're dead. They're dead. And I'm the the reason I like this so much is because I am an event guy. All right. Everybody shits on events. People don't like events. I love comic book events. They do
1: events for a reason, you know?
0: Yes. And I really want to see what happens during Dark Crisis when the Justice League is now dead. This is it. This is all we care about this has nothing to do with the story except it's setting up the story and this was action-packed every single page every single panel was nothing but a fun good popcorn summer blockbuster style comic book and that's what i wanted and that's exactly what i got i can't wait for dark crisis it's going to be so fucking good uh, that's it that's all of our books but how weird is it no mention of amazing spider-man we're not even going to mention it
1: I mean, I actually it, I mean, didn't it get it. It was sold out of the shop, so I didn't yeah, really get a chance to read it anyway. It was but
0: not great. Knights of X, not great.
1: Mm.
0: Not great. I was really disappointed with books that I was expecting to just, you know, knock it out of the park. But, oh well. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Some good books this week. Uh, we're going to talk about all the books coming out next week tomorrow. But first, go check out the comic book bullies. Uh, they're going to be on tonight on this very channel. You can go to outrightgeekery.com to get links to all of the shit that they've got going on. Some really cool shit that uh, Eli and Leroy are doing over there, so check them out. Uh, Like I said, we're going to talk about all the comic books coming out later this week on tomorrow night show. Big David will stop by for that. Uh, Please come and join us. It would be great if you would hang out and talk about all the cool comic books that are coming out this week uh what else man we got all kinds of shit going on the youtube page big willie is streaming over at the youtube page not the facebook page i don't know why yeah he's got
1: the uh creators outlet pumping out again
0: yeah it's been a really good time uh watching him interview you know comic book writers and shit like that and uh he also did the uh okay boomer which is like their retro show him and uh thomas over there doing that great show Uh, So, yeah, guys, thanks for hanging out. Keep coming back. We really appreciate it. But most of all, thanks to this dude for hanging out with this guy. Glad to do it. We are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel.
1: Oh, man. I know David really liked uh, everything everywhere all at once as well. I might want to talk to him about it tomorrow. Oh, cool, cool.